Hey everybody, you're kicking it with the homeboys and the homeboys podcast where we talk everything in the world of real estate investing. Whether you're just getting started or a seasoned vet, we're going to give you our over 40 years of combined real estate experience to help you on your investing journey. Today, we've got a very exciting but scary topic. Things that can go wrong in real estate and the things that nobody tells you. Yeah, we're going to talk about the main things to keep your eyes peeled for, which are one, working with the wrong person, um, whether that's an investment group, a realtor, or uh, shysters out there pretending to be a gurus. We're going to talk about rehab and maintenance issues that are common that you'll need to uh, keep your eyes peeled for. We're also going to talk about tenant issues, one of the things that nobody really talks about that can be a real nightmare. And then we're going to talk about the solution for, for these things and some ways that you can invest that mitigate all of these giant risks and giant headaches. And you're such a sourpuss. <laughs> Only thing, you know, is talk about all the bad stuff. Nobody talks about this. Nobody it's does. ridiculous. Real estate is difficult. You know, we we always say our job is to take the suck out of real estate for, for our clients. You know, we take pride in the fact that you know, we try to keep the suck from reaching their phone and their front door, but it's tough. It's still worth it. The returns are incredible. The, uh, you know, the ability to leverage using a bank's money to invest, good luck doing that with anything else. There are advantages to real estate that just make it an amazing, amazing investment. However, we are realists. It's incredibly difficult. And if you do it with the wrong people, it will bite you in ways you couldn't even imagine. You know, I'm a I'm a student of uh, you know real estate on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, used to not be obviously because we're a couple of old fuddy duddies, but but now I follow um, you know a lot of real estate influencers on there, and you know it's it's frustrating to me because that picture of sunshine and rainbows is always oh, is always what is painted out there, and I don't you know. It may get more views or maybe sexier, um, but you and I feel it's very important to caution, you know, people that, you know, if this is not done the right way, it can get bad. It can get bad quick. And some of these things that we're going to talk about, you need to know this. I don't care if you're just getting started or you are a seasoned vet. It's always good to hear what the suck could be. And you're right. We want to take the suck out of investing in real estate so sometimes we got to be fear mongers and we got to we got to talk about the things that uh, that could go wrong and that's what today's episode's all about yeah and the the thing is is even with all of these these things that can go wrong and will and do go wrong it's still a great investment so there's no reason to not talk about these it doesn't ruin the investment it doesn't make it not worthy it just makes sure you go you go into this with with your eyes wide open, and then again at the end of this podcast, we're going to talk about some solutions where this stuff doesn't even have to hit your hit your doorstep. It could be going on out there, but if you've got the right people that you're working with, this is just baked into the system, and it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt you. It'll happen as long as you plan for it and it's built in. So this isn't all doom and gloom. This is more like we want to be real about real estate, tell people the bad parts. And then explain to you that it's still okay. You're still going to make great money, even if all of these things happen. And the very first thing that we're going to cover is working with the wrong person or group. 
Now, that could be a realtor. That could be listening to one of these gurus who only tells you it's sunshine and rainbows in real estate. And it could be working with an investment group or provider that rips you off. And mortgage broker. Mortgage broker. The wrong mortgage mm-hmm. broker. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about some of the wrong ones, but we're also going to just mention who the right ones are. So some of the wrong ones are people that you see on TV that talk real estate, but we're never really immersed in it. And a perfect example is a company here called Ocean Point that was located basically out of Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And they were taking people's money pretending that they were selling them a house. People were closing on a house that had burned down three days before or had never been rehabbed. That's a true story. Someone actually bought a house that had burned to the ground. Had had burned to the ground. They bought a pile of ashes. Yet they continued to see receive rents on a phantom person that, that did not exist. Right. And this was done by a talking head from Fox, Fox and friends morning show. He decided I'm going to just go pitch real estate. And he fled the country with his family to Portugal or Spain mm-hmm. in order to avoid the reckoning that was coming. And he's still out there doing it. He's still out there selling real estate. He's on, he's on the, uh, he'll pop up on my social media feed every now and again. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, like if he was just, um, you know, chose to be selective in the information that he knew, or if he truly knew, I know his name was on the purchase agreements of the, of, of these, uh, you know, particular transactions, but you know, our phone started ringing here in Indianapolis whenever all this was going down and it was, um, investors hurt investors that were looking to us to help them get out of it. And regrettably, there wasn't a whole heck of a lot we could do because we were dealing with, um, people that had, the expectation that they paid, I'm just throwing numbers, you know, out of, out of, pulling numbers out of thin air, $100,000 uh, on a house that is getting $1,000 um, a month in rent. And then now all of a sudden they realize that they've got a house that needs $60,000 of rehab, has never been rented while they owned it. And, you know, I mean, let's say that the rent was, you know, could be $1,000. A lot of times it was less than what was advertised. But, you know, they had a house, uh, have a house that now needs all kinds of, of, mm-hmm. of money. It was just something that we couldn't get involved in. And a lot, of, a lot of those houses weren't in areas that we would ever even look at or we would recommend anybody, you know, look at. Scotty and I went out one day, uh, <laughs> drove around to a couple of these houses, and, you know, it was, it was a time that I was very gracious that my, uh, my partner – here was, uh, you know, had his, uh, had his gun, you know, on his hip, mm-hmm. um, because it was just a really, you know, really rough areas. So, so anyhow, um, you just got to be cautious in, in who you go into business with. I think the biggest thing with this is, man, there's a lot of people that got fooled because, you know, this is a guy on Fox, uh, Fox and friends that, uh, you know, good looking guy, charismatic guy, well-spoken guy, like, Oh, well this guy, you know, he's, he's got to be the, the real deal. Um, in fact, I think he quit Fox and Friends in order to 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 go into this. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people that got burnt really, 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 really bad here. You know, and he was partnered with a guy here locally um, 
that I mean I think he's looking at jail time. I think or, I believe or he, he pled he, guilty. He, he pled guilty. I'm not 100 percent sure. But so. let me clarify about how how hurt the the investors were in this case. So imagine you have a house that you spend a hundred thousand dollars on that needs sixty thousand dollars of rehab to be habitable. Now that house, even if you put the sixty thousand dollars into it, is only worth say best case eighty thousand. So that means you paid a hundred for it. You'd have to spend another sixty, and you'd end up with a property that's worth eighty thousand in a bad area that will not cash flow very well. So that's that's one way forward. The other way forward is you just literally walk away. You try to find somebody to buy it as is for twenty grand, and you're out eighty grand. Either way, you are burned giant amounts of money. Now, there's working with the wrong person in extreme examples like that one. There's also working with the wrong person where it's not a terrible person. It's not somebody out to, to get you. It's just somebody who's not experienced in our particular industry. There's a lot of realtors out there. And unfortunately, a lot of the realtors in in markets across the United States have been asleep at the wheel as far as investment real estate. For some reason, you can't call a realtor and say, hey, I want to buy an investment house. Help me out. You can, but the chances that you're going to get somebody who knows what they're doing, who understands the cash flow, who understands the process, who can help you put in place property management, who can coordinate rehab, who could coordinate tenant turns is almost zero. It's almost zero. And so picking up the phone and calling your local realtor is 99.9% .9 of the time going to be the wrong thing to do. And that is most people's entry into real estate. So they think calling a realtor is the solution. Now, don't get me wrong. There's one or two realtors usually in every market that are experienced and kind of specialists in this. However, most of the time, they don't like working with individual investors because they work with the banks. They work with the big firms because that's where the bigger money is. So it's really hard to find the right person as far as if you go for an individual realtor. Well, what does that leave left? Groups, investment groups like like what Clinton and I own here in Indianapolis. Realty Wealth Advisors is, is one of the companies that we've owned for a long time. They're a turnkey provider. Now, those are all over the country. But again, there's more bad turnkey providers than there are good. Yeah, and you know we, I've talked about it on here a lot. Your number one vetting tool is how long have you been in business? Um as robust um, as that market is that turnkey world has grown into, it is still a small community that if someone is doing it the wrong way, they don't last very long. You don't see, uh, you know, shysters in the turnkey world making it uh, 15 years in, in, into, uh, into the, the business. They will be weeded out quickly, and you just need to go into it with somebody, you know, with experience. Um, it's just... There's so many things that uh, that can go wrong. I mean, the, we we talked about this extreme example, which man, it's, if we were to take my blood pressure, I guarantee it'd be high right now. Because man, it really nothing pisses me off than a shyster out there stealing people's money. Yeah. Like I, you know, I he can, got our clients. I he got a bunch of our clients. A lot of things, but when you're stealing someone's money, you deserve to be asked to the parking lot and get your ass kicked. Yeah. You know, it's just it's so maddening to me. Uh, to see someone operating that way. So please, 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 no matter where you're investing, do not go into business with someone that hasn't been doing it for a while and has that experience, has that track record, has references. Trust me, 
it could get ugly real fast. And you say, oh, well, this person's different. This group's different. I, I went to lunch and had a steak with them. I don't care. You know, there's been times where we've thought people were legit and realized that they weren't. Make sure you do your homework. Well, I'm going to give a little quick insider hack here on, on also another way that you can find um, good providers across the country. So there are these free investment groups that are nationwide. And what they offer is free uh, investment counseling. It's a group that you can interact with all kinds of other investors just like yourself. They also have exclusive access to groups like what Clinton and I own. And there's groups like Norada, Real Wealth Network, Rent to Retirement, Epic Real Estate, Mercedes at Epic Real Estate. There are some great resources out there that are free. Also, the Homeboys website. If you fill out an investment form on there, one of our investment counselors can always help you. So there's resources out there. That's kind of a hack that there are these investment groups that are free to join that provide these things. So that's another place to start. Absolutely. You know, and to, to end uh, this first uh, topic, just work with a professional. I know everyone knows a, um, you know, a, a, a friend's cousin that's a, that's a realtor. Um, or a mortgage broker. Correct. You know, yeah. a, a, you know, a childhood buddy that's, a, you know, a, works at a, a, a big brick and mortar, you know, bank, it's a mortgage broker. You got to stick to investment real estate professionals. Trust me on this, you know, walking into your, um, you know, large brick and mortar bank is not the thing to do when you're looking to get a mortgage, going to, uh, you know, a friend's cousin who happens to be a, a realtor, most likely not going to work out for you, you know, either make sure you stick to only real estate investment professionals. And again, the Homeboys website, you can check out a list of mortgage brokers that are specialists all across the country. We've got them listed out there. We are not affiliated with them in any way. We don't get paid by them in any way. They're just people that we know are experts who handle investing across the country, and they are amazing. Um, so if you're looking for mortgage broker uh, resources, go to the Homeboys website. There's a tab on there for, for resources and uh, dig into those guys because they are some amazing, amazing folks on there. The next one, this one's close to uh, Clint's, Clint's heart because he was knee deep in this type of world for most of his career. He started out by doing it himself, which is rehab and maintenance issues. Yeah, it's hard. And, you know, you don't, uh, you don't hear a lot of the, um, you know, gurus or mega uh, real estate influencers out there talking about it, but rehab, remodeling, maintenance issues, it's a real thing. And it's very expensive. Um, you have to have, you have to have the right people to do it. I mean, a lot of times you can, you can avoid having to, uh, to vet all of this yourself with having the right um, investment group or property manager uh, that you're working with. But people don't realize that you know, think of your personal home that you live in. Do you, do you have maintenance issues at your personal house? I would say most of you are saying yes. If you if you don't have um, maintenance issues at your house, you uh, really need to thank your builder for doing an amazing job because that's very few and far between. But maintenance happens. So just like it does on your house or your apartment or wherever you live, the same thing's going to happen on your investment real estate you know, expect things to come up. Always expect the unexpected. I know that's cliche, but it's so true. You are going to have issues. There's there's a 0% chance that you're going to own this investment and nothing is going to come up. There's going to be things, um, and, you know, there again, you'll make sure that you're in 
um, working with the right professionals that can help bridge that gap. Yeah, it's hard to build that Rolodex. Clint talks about how our our most valuable resource that that makes us valuable in, in our industry is is our relationships with all of our vendors and contractors because it's really hard to get good contractors and even good contractors go bad. You know, it, situations change, but this having a contractor's license is almost a license to steal. You wouldn't believe the amount of theft and poor workmanship that goes on um, and what a headache it, it can be. So just be aware that this is a major hurdle and something that'll, that will come up and rear its ugly head. But if you plan for deferred maintenance and you're working with good people, then you're going to be fine. As long as you plan and realize that, hey, deferred maintenance happens, you need to put CapEx away each year um, for all of your properties and, you know, save some of that cash flow set aside for when these things happen, you're going to be fine. We're big believers in taking care of deferred maintenance right away on houses um, versus waiting for it to become a problem. That's one of the reasons we always suggest doing inspections of your rental properties or making sure your property manager does inspections because they're going to send you a list of items that need to be fixed, a list of items that are deferred maintenance that you could or should do. And we always just say, yes, do them now because it'll be more expensive later. So I think most people understand that risk, the rehab and, and the maintenance issues. The next issue. Really hard to find real quick. You know, it's really hard to find quality help these days. So if anyone even, like I said, owns um, a home and, you know, they're trying to, to find people to work on their house and it is becoming more and more challenging. We do not see as many um, youngsters, young folks going into the trades as mm -hmm. we used to. And it is just becoming harder and harder and harder to find quality people. Last yeah. thing I'm going to say on rehab. Well, the homeboys, we, we've met with a couple of trade schools around here trying to do some partnership work to help, um, help kind of grow you know, the trades around here. And we're very interested in continuing that. So, you know, support your local tradesmen. And also if you find somebody, hold on to them like grim death, as Absolutely. Clint says. Absolutely. So the next one up is probably the most common issues, which are tenant issues. It's you're going to come across them at some point, no matter how nice your property is, there will be some sort of issues, quote unquote. Been doing this for a long time. You know, I'm into my 20, you know, first, second year of property management. You started when you were three years old in property started management. Started whenever I was three years old. That's wow. right. That's right. Now I can, you know, barely rent a car. But I mean, I have. Uh, I, I forgot have about what that was like. Do you remember oh, when we were young deal, and man. you couldn't rent a car because you were under twenty-five? That's right. And you were probably drunk. Those were the two well, reasons. I mean, you're under twenty-five and you're drunk. There was sir. a really good reason why I couldn't rent a car before I was twenty-five. <laughs> sir, you know, you're I'm, drunk I'm already. The reason why responsible twenty-three-year-olds cannot rent a car. But, uh, but yeah, tenant issues, it's, um, you can do your best to avoid it, but if you're in the business long enough, it's, it's always going to pop its, you know, it's ugly head out and, 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 and bite you at some point, you know, and I just had a situation on, you know, one of my rental properties and this was a very, very qualified, you know, tenant, but, um, they're upset about the upstairs being warmer and the downstairs. Right. And like we've sent, we've sent three HVAC companies out. They all say the same thing. Like everything's working fine. You know, duct works good. Unit's good. Everything's working fine. It's just, you know, heat, 
hot air does rise. Right. There's a you couple know. of degrees difference. Oh, you know, and it's and right. this is one of my personal, you know, properties. I mean, it's going to end up costing me a thousand dollars, but there's nothing wrong. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong, you know, with the with the property. But uh, you know, what we want to take care, um, you know, of our of our our tenant, and we we care about our tenants. We want them to be comfortable. You know, and that's that's just that's a minor. That's a really minor. Yeah, issue. I, let me make a point with that, mm-hmm. which is that's not even an issue. So sometimes there will be issues when there's not an issue. Right. So there's literally nothing that needs to be done or could be done, but it still costs you money. There's issues that will come up. That literally just happened right before we came on set to do this, so it was fresh in my yeah. fresh in my memory. But you know, we're talking about some some other extreme um, stuff where um, you know tenant malicious tenant um, damage um, that we've had. Um, you know, a, a elderly tenant, great tenant, passed away, and her adult children started squatting there, and it took ten months to get them out. Um, right. you know, a lot of these, we've had people steal water. One of our famous, uh, our um, popular you know, TikToks. Popular TikToks. We've also that, had a tenant flood a basement on purpose. Little did, did, or the whole house. We had the wet bandits come and flood right. one of our properties. Little do they know that that they actually did us a favor because then instead of coming out of Clint's in my pocket. It was an insurance claim because the damage was so so extensive that heck, great, you know, we got all new property and it right. didn't come out of our pocket. But tenant issues will arise; they're going going to happen. And again, if you build in vacancy rate and plans for deferred maintenance, then you're going to be fine. And it depends on the property. People ask us all the time, "Well, how much should I depend on? How much should I plan for for deferred maintenance and vacancy rates?" It, it's market by market and it's property by property, depending on the property type. Clint and I use different amounts for every type of property we have. Vacancy rates at our apartments are different than they are in our single family homes. And they're different in our single family homes when it's a $3,500 a month rental versus one that's $1,300 a month. It's you, you just have to get a clear picture of what your vacancy rate uh, should, will be plan on that. And then with rehab and maintenance, again, it depends on the house. It depends on the type of property, but just go into it with eyes wide shut. And if you're working with a group, they will be able to help you plan the correct amounts. Eyes wide shut or eyes wide open? Eyes wide open. Sorry. Did I say shut? Yeah. I was thinking of that movie, Tom Cruise. It was weird. Tim and his wife, like the underground sex They were like in a cult. Oh, is that what that was? I never Mm -hmm. saw it. Yeah. Yeah, It was real. uh, I don't, I never saw it, but I know it was like real, uh, Supposed to be like real naughty. Oh, that's I thought why it was I figured, a cult That's thing. why I figured you got it mixed, you know, mixed up, you know. No, yeah. I'll see if my wife wants to watch that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me know. How. We'll do right, on the next Homeboys. We're going to do a movie review on Eyes Wide Shut, starring Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Um, but uh, but no, it's uh, tenant issues are something that that it's they suck. And there's some reasons, and you you should work with professionals on on that. There's a lot of little tricks and hacks that professionals know. Like, this is going to sound real silly, but we watermark all the pictures on on our property listings for rent because what happened was people would go out and steal your pictures, put them up on Craigslist as their own for $500 less than you're renting it for, go over to your house, knock your lockbox off, change your, change your key, the keys and rent it to some poor sucker for, you know, a thousand dollars less than you were going to charge. And then they run away. And this poor sucker thought he rented a house and he didn't. So there's all kinds of, of tips and tricks that, that you, if you work with the professionals, they're going to help you. Yeah. It goes back to working with the right, right people. Yeah. You know, you be have the right property manager 
you know, ask about their screening process uh, for their tenants. It's not foolproof, but um, it, it goes a long way in ensuring that you've got a good quality tenant in, in your house. It does. And again, we've talked a lot about the things that can go wrong, but let's dive into the solution that we believe in. And there's a reason we believe in this. It takes a lot of these bumps and risks out. A giant rehab project is a chance for tons to go wrong. I've yet to go into a rehab project where we knew what everything needed to be fixed up front. That's all that was needed. And then we walk away. No, you're going to find stuff. Things go wrong. And if you can take a lot of that risk and unknowns out of the process, especially for new investors or investors who are very busy, which most people are, the turnkey is your best, best option right now. And again, we're not saying that because we offer that. No, we offer it because it is the best solution. We've offered all kinds of other ways into real estate. We, we used to do the Burr method. Um, with clients all of the time. And I always get this wrong, but it's buy rehab, uh, buy rehab, rent, repeat, refi, refi. Oh, I forgot the refi really part. Close. Cash it out. Cash really out that close. Baby. I'm going to quiz you later on. All this. right. Thanks. But we used to, it's only been in front of your face for a decade now. So literally it makes sense why you don't know. What I don't care doing. about it. I, I think the name sadly is you're the supposed to be the smart one of the two of us. Well, I, we used to call it the triple dip. So we had a different name for it before this burr came along. And I'm so old school that I'm like mad. There's a new name. So I like refuse to learn it. Yeah. I like the triple dip a lot better than burr. Me too. Yeah. Me too. But, but there's other ways into real estate that are, aren't as aren't, they don't work right now as well as they have in different market cycles. So right now, the current market cycle, there are very few foreclosures and good deals out there that you can do the Burr method on, where you can go out and find a deal where you can, you know, coordinate the rehab at this point. All that's out there are the scraps that these professional investors have, have, you know, bought up. So the Burr method right now doesn't work in most market. There's, there's probably some markets where it works great, but mostly overall for most investors. And it's hard to do the Burr method for far from afar. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing the Burr method, you have to do it where you live and where you live is not always probably the best place to own rentals. The best place to own rentals is in whatever, whatever markets are cash flowing the best. And they're not the most exciting markets. Let me tell you, they're places like you know, Charlotte's the coolest out of all of them, but there are places like Cleveland, even Detroit, believe it or not, has great cash flow in the good areas. Indianapolis, we're talking boring markets, Montgomery, Alabama. You know, these are, these are the markets that you want to be in and chances are you don't live in there. And so if you don't live there, you doing the Burr method doesn't work from afar. And then you're just investing in your own town, which, you know, you're only limit, you, you're limiting yourself when you shouldn't by ge geography at that point. But turnkey, you can do from anywhere because the providers are all across the nation and everything is baked in. They've already rehabbed the house for you. They've already warrantied it for you. They put a cash flowing tenant in there and you just close and you hit the ground running with that cash flow. All you need is that down payment. It's time. You know, I was just sitting here talking to you about uh, a book that uh, I just recently read, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Uh, it's a faith-based book, but... You know, it goes into how busy we are and how our brains never shut off because of all the content that we're consuming and news and, you know, all of this. And But it just talks about people don't have the time. We have this um, amazing device in the smartphone that was supposed to save us so much time, but instead it takes up a lot of our time. 
and people are scrambling now more than they ever were. You know, it's very fascinating. You know, we have everything at our fingertips, but yet everyone, you know, everyone's busier. But, you know, I'm saying that because if you don't have the time and nobody seems to, turnkey is a great option for you. You know, everything is, everything is done. Does it have as much equity in it if you do it yourself and everything 100% goes right? What are the odds, though, of it going 100% right when you don't have uh, the rehab and remodeling experience or the Rolodex of contractors? It's almost impossible. So in most cases, you're going to get in on a turnkey home, um, even at a better price all in than you would if you were doing it yourself, and you'll have all of your time. I think you know it's, a, it's really a no-brainer. Now, I get it. People will ask, well, how'd you get started? I didn't get started with turnkey. I didn't. Um, right. But it was a different time in, in real estate. You know, we're talking, um, you know, 02, 03, 04, 05, 06. It was different. I mean, there was a huge foreclosure boom going on at that time. And there was there was enough for everybody because mm-hmm. there was foreclosures all over the city. That doesn't exist anymore. So, I mean, like Scotty said, the buy box is, is so difficult because there's so little out there. What you're going to buy is something that needs a mountain of work. It's just really hard right now. And that's not us trying to be pessimists um, and just push somebody to turnkey. We're spitting the truth, man. I mean, it is, it's tough for guys like us where we've got wholesalers all over the city that knows the properties that we buy that call us and, um, you know, approach us about – um, you know, houses where all of the realtors know that if, if it's, if it's Scotty and I buying a property that it's cash and it's, it's being closed, you know, quickly, you know, where we've got a team of people that are on properties, the moment it hits the MLS, all of these things, and it's hard for us. So, you know, thinking that, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting started in real estate and I'm going to make this work. It's, it's almost a little arrogant, um, to, to feel that way because, I mean, it's hard for anybody, even the most well-connected people in the market. For sure. In fact, we're at the point where in order to meet our clients' demand, because there's not enough of that inventory out there that make it, that that we can make any money on, we're building brand new construction for our clients because there's so few available burr or any other method of investing out there. So we're literally building entire neighborhoods of build to rent, you know, townhomes and duplexes in order to get the returns our clients want with a brand new product because there's just, it's, it's a hard time to enter real estate through any way other than as a passive investor. It just, it's a really hard time to go out there and hustle it and do it um, on your own. That's not saying you can't, but it is also a great time to be a passive investor. It's one of the best times ever. Rents are up. Returns are amazing. There's great product out there. You know, Clint and I were talking about the changes in our industry for the last 10 years. None of this brand new built duplexes were available. That would have been a dream come true to us. Clint had a friend who built one about 10 years ago. And I remember he and I went over and, and just walked around this brand new built duplex. And we're like, oh man, I'd love 10 of these. It didn't exist then. You had to build it on your own. That guy literally was building himself an investment duplex. We're doing that now because there's just not a lot of properties. So if you want to be a real estate investor, passive real estate investing right now is the best way to go right now. And we just believe in it. So I hope we didn't scare you too much with the, with the stuff that goes wrong. 
but we want to be honest about it. And you want, you need to go into this with your eyes wide open, not eyes wide shut, not eyes wide shut. And, and understand that it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but it's worth it. I think we're just a couple of old fuddy duddies now. You know, how'd yeah. that happen? You know, it's better than the alternative being in the ground. I th- you know, I think that it's just experience that, that turns you in after, because experience, if you have experience, that means you've been socked in the mouth a couple of times. That means somebody you took know? a sawzall and cut your doors and windows out Correct. of your house once. Correct. Because I've had that happen. Exactly. That means your house could have fl- flooded to the point where it should have been floating down the river. Because that happened to you. Because that's happened. So now we're flooding. It just wears Correct. on you. So the experience, you know, you know, it's easy to call it old fuddy, you know, just us being a couple of old fuddy duddies, but we've been hit hard, mm-hmm. you know, and I think when you're hit hard, you don't want to get hit. You know, anyone that's been punched in the face will tell you, man, it's not fun. It sucks. I have been punched in the face. I have too. You know, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it's not cool. Um, so in real estate, when you get punched in the face, you know, you, you don't want that to happen again. And that is what we are trying to do is coach our listeners and help that they don't have to go through the same things that we went through. True. And uh, speaking of getting hit in the face, I'm going to have to cut this short because I'm getting ready to go to the car dealership here in a little bit. It's going to get ugly. It never, it never ends oh, yeah. well when you go to the car dealership. Oh, yeah. You know? And it's because our, our new car doesn't really want to work. Now, you've already so been exciting. punched in the face by the current car, so it's really time fun. for the- Really fun buying a new car and being at the shop all the time. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, but anyhow, thankfully, I am working with the right person, and he wants to make it right, so... Awesome. So anyhow, well, that's our show. We thank you for tuning in to the Homeboys. We love bringing this to you every week. Check us out on social media, particularly TikTok at the Homeboys Podcast. Uh, you can find us, and we've got a lot of content on TikTok. And we appreciate all the people that have supported us because we are getting millions of views a week, and we love bringing this to you. So please uh, join us on all of our social media platforms, which you can find us easy on TikTok, and we're going to keep bringing it to you. Till next time, homies, happy investing.